Good morning, heart and soul. Welcome to our fifth Sunday service during the summer of 2021. What's I mentioned that very specifically today because typically for years other than last year, we would be having an outdoor celebration and a good time party and sharing food. <clears throat> Pardon me. And of course, because of the pandemic and the way it has evolved, we've opted not to do that. And in fact, today we have a skeleton crew, so we don't have any of the uh, circle team members that might typically be here. We just have the absolute, what's necessary, just the folks who are necessary to pull this off. So I just, I just want to acknowledge them for their willingness and for their divine availability and for the way they continue to make it happen on this amazing adventure in faith. So look, we're off the, off the heels of summer school 2021. We just ended it on Wednesday. Um, and I want to, I want to continue some of that with you, as a matter of fact, because for summer school, our focus and theme, as you know, was trust. And we were using uh, Ianla Van Zant's book, Trust, for that. So today, what I want to share with you is trust God. Trust God. Period. Full stop. Trust God. Now, to, to bring this home, I want to offer that a dear friend earlier, I have watched more Netflix in the past year and a half that, you know, I just, I should have gotten stock. I just, I didn't know what I didn't know. I just, I had no idea that I would find that much time in my life for viewing all manner of things, case in point, The Crown. If you know me, you'd be, what? You watch The Crown? Well, yes, somebody recommended it. And because of who they are in my life, I literally tuned in and then just got sucked in. So look, there's a scene that happens in The Crown where Prince Philip's character, his mother, is on her deathbed, if you will. And he goes to see her, and she asks him, how's your faith? And it catches him in a moment. You know, it, it hits him in that way on his adventure in faith, if you will. And his response, he has to respond honestly that it's desolate. And her response to him is, find your faith. So I come to you today saying, how's your faith? Find your faith. And I want to begin by reminding you that for the past couple of weeks, I have brought, I think, I, I know I did last week for sure and possibly the week before, Matthew 4 and 17. Repent ye kingdom of heaven. The day of the Lord is at hand, meaning is inseparable. It is certain. It is now. And I want to remind you, because we're looking at what the word repent means, and we're just going to stop making it up like I did for years. 
making up what it means, and two, know that it means going beyond the mind, our human mind, and going into divine mind with an intention or an outcome that we shift how we think. And I want to begin here because if we don't do that, we we cannot, will not perceive the truth. If we're not shifting how we think, we're not having access to the whole truth. And instead, we tend to erroneously label whatever we think is happening in our lives out of our misperception of what the options are, what it means. And we continue to create these eddy experiences. Y'all know what I mean? You know what an eddy is. It's, it's where the water just continues to, to spiral, to circle there. And it doesn't, what happens is that water, is, it's moving, but it's stagnant. And so we begin to get stuck in ideas that were never true, but we continue to entertain them, if you will. So I also offered you Philippians 2 and 5, have this mind in you that was in Christ Jesus. And I'm, I'm lining this up. Y'all know I bake some, well, yeah, well, mm. in my talks, metaphorically, I bake baklava. I couldn't almost, couldn't even get out the words I bake because I was beginning to kind of choke on that, knowing that that's not true. But metaphorically, I am baking baklava. I'm putting it together in a way where we can benefit from these layers because we've already said, begin to identify to divine mind. And now I'm reminding you that you are called to have the mind that is in Christ Jesus that has been uh, that has been evidence that has been modeled by the master teacher Yeshua. Trust in the Lord and from Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and soul. And what lean not on your because own everybody is a representation of so God. This notion of changing means you're no longer gonna be stuck in what you thought it was and, and what you thought it meant. In all thy ways, acknowledge the divine and source, the living one, the strong one, the all in all will direct thy path. And the bottom line is that all things are working together for good. That's where we're going. So now there's a, there's a little video clip of Oprah interviewing Iyanla about trust. And I want you to, to see and hear this little portion here. So it's just a short piece, but I want you to hear it. Can we, can we cue that up? Because everybody is a representation of God. How can I not trust? See, here's the thing. Human beings are crazy as hell. They live messy lives. But they give you an opportunity to grow something bigger and better in you, even if that something is a no. Even if it's if that a no. something is a no. Even if it's a no. Yeah. No, you're not going to do that. Mm -hmm. No, we're not going to do that. Yeah. No, we're not going to have that. No, you will not treat me like that. You know, so trusting humans is important because they give you an opportunity to to grow. That something you need gives them an opportunity to learn. Okay, so 
trusting in God. So trusting in yourself yeah. and then trusting in God. But you got to understand what God is. That's right. Because that's what I was going to say. People struggle with the trusting of a God of their childhood. Yes. Yeah. And this is what was so confusing to you. Too, yes. At first. Yeah. That boy was rough. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't want me to wear no nail polish or drink no wine with my friend. That boy was rough right there. Yeah, he was yeah. rough, you know. Yeah. I had to find me a new kind of one. You couldn't dance. You, you couldn't, couldn't do nothing. Listen to music on and Sunday. And even though I had this different understanding within myself, there was no place in my life was it validated. Mm -hmm. So as I got older and, you know, I was wrong about this and wrong about, well, maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe I'm wrong about this. Maybe this really isn't God, that thing that I heard and saw. And then I started looking outside. And that's when it all went to pot. Fell apart. <laughs> so we are in direct conflict, just as, just as uh, Course in Miracles says. The, the farther you are away from that internal compass, the, the more off track you are. The more off track you are. You are on the road in the dark with one shoe. <laughs> to the edge of the cliff, going over, you gonna bust your face. You know, I love too when you say that when you live with trust and faith, truly live it, what everyone else says and does becomes irrelevant. It really does. You don't even hear it. But then again, that means that you've got to be willing sometimes to stand alone. Yep. You've got to be willing to piss some people off. You've got to be willing to look different, sound different, be different. And those are risks that many of us are not willing to do because we don't understand God. You trust yourself by knowing who you are. You trust God by understanding God's nature. So Yamla said, because we don't understand God. We trust ourselves because we know who we are. And I'm praying that that's true for us, that we're doing the work required to know who we are and trust self, because that is the gateway to understanding God and thus trusting out of our understanding. Look, y'all, our U.S. currency says, in God we trust. But do we? But do we really? We carry it around. I know that any of us right now, if you were to pull out a piece of currency, whether, whether you can see that evidenced in your life, that message of in God we trust, essentially, I love this idea that I'm going to share with you. Humanity says, show me and I'll trust you. However, the divine says, trust me and I'll show you. Now, none of this is necessarily spoken aloud, but you get that this tends to be the way we operate with each other. If you show me, if you prove it to me, then I'll trust you. But the divine, our relationship with the divine is exactly the opposite. It seems to be if you trust, if you give way, then I will have the avenue, the wherewithal to be the all in all in and as you. It literally is done unto us as we believe, as we are yet believing. So how's your faith? What do you believe? Ernest Holmes says, we must believe that there is a power greater than we are. 
possible. We got to start there. How's your faith? It's going to be based on what you're believing. And if you're believing in a power greater than to which you know all things are possible, and you know that this power is at the center of your being, is contacted through your thinking, through your thoughts, through the use. Let this mind be in you that is in the master teacher, Yeshua, also known as Christ Jesus, because that thinking, that mind is how the connection with the divine is. What we, what we believe and know through the stories is that the master teacher recognized and unified himself with the divine presence and divine law. This is how we set ourselves up for trusting God. This seems to be kind of the order of things. We look back and we thank God. Oh, because our view is clearer in the rearview mirror. When we look at our lives, we begin to see those places where, oh, that was a blessing and that was a blessing. Whether you thought that at the time or not, it's not the issue. It's that as you look back kind of in the photo album, you're like, Lord, I'm grateful that I didn't marry that one or that I didn't go there and I didn't move there and I didn't give away this and I didn't lose, whatever it is. We look back and we thank God. What we want to do is get to the point where we look forward and trust God. That's our calling. That's what's up for us. So look, during summer school, we, my, my brother, Lonnie Berry, wrote a song for us. And part of the lyric says that when you trust and open your heart, life seems to take a brand new start. Let the power in you tell you just what to do. This is what trusting is, where you, you allow the divine, your awareness of the divine. How's your faith? What are you believing in? I'm believing that there's a power in me that I can trust to tell me and guide me in what to do. And then part of the lyric I love is when he writes, when you're lost and going astray, just step to the side. Get out of your own way. So here is trust. When you trust and open your heart Life seems to take a brand new start When you trust, when you believe Get ready for the good things you will receive Let the power in Tell you just what to do Spirit will lead you. A loving hand will pull you through when you trust and just let go. The 
Shout out to Reverend Angelo Allen for putting together the visual images on top of the song or with the song underneath that. It just, those scenes were from, literally from summer school. And so I'm so grateful for that. As I told you, the, our book for summer school is Trust. So I'm going to be drawing from the book for, uh, to tie you into that. I suggest that you that if you have a copy, you begin reading it. We are going to be reading it together, and I'm inviting you to go to our Facebook page so that you can um, so that you can have some conversations and sharing about this experience of growing in trust, expanding our trust. Jan Levan Zant says very specifically that people don't trust God for three primary reasons. Number one, because of things that we're taught about God. <clears throat> and so when you when you saw and listened to the video um, interview, Oprah and Ianla, you got that sense of how we have come from a different sense often about God, where it's represented that that entity, that experience, that that being is not inciting trust. It's not it's not calling forth trust because we often don't trust God because we don't understand God's nature. Just like we don't trust certain people because we don't understand their nature. And often, very often, when there is an ethnic group or a religious group and we the first thought is, I don't trust them, it's really just all we know is that they're different. And once we begin to understand their nature, we, be, we now can be open to trusting. So it is with the divine. And thirdly, she says, because we don't have a relationship with God. And that's very much like what I just cited, where we're looking at someone's religiosity or someone's ethnicity, and we don't have a relationship with them. And so we're not building trust with them. We're not building anything with them. So I want to begin there. She also says that no peace can come from interpreting God's acts as good or bad. You know, at Heart and Soul, we have for the past few years claimed as our affirmation, thank you for everything. 
I have no complaint whatsoever. This is was intended to get us out of the habit of labeling things good or bad. Spring is good, winter is bad. Really? You, and, and we do that as well. She talks about that in the book. She gives some, Yanla, that is, gives us some beautiful examples. In fact, I, I feel like it's a Martha and the Vandellas moment. Leaves us nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. With just presenting the truth to us in a way that we can get it and we we almost cannot escape it. It's, it's so in your face with all of our thoughts. She knows us. She clearly knows our escape hatches, and she presents them to us in a way. She says that viewing the divine through, through a human lens is too restrictive, that living from the distorted perspective that the human lens offers will never bring us to a point of trusting the divine. And we get it because how could we trust someone like us? You know, and very often that's it. We anthropomorphize the divine in a way that often is very much like our worst enemy. You know, people we don't like or we, we make it like we make the divine like the boogeyman. And if it's not the boogeyman, it's Santa Claus. And we move between those two polarities of Santa Claus going to bring me everything I want, kind of when I want it, if I'm good. If I'm naughty, then I'm going to be at the effect of the boogeyman. So how could we trust if we're believing in these limited images, in these limited expressions of the divine? What I'm working to do this morning is to assist you in having an, I'm, I'm hoping to inspire, I really am. I'm hoping to inspire you to look more deeply at your relationship with the divine and your willingness to trust more fully. Iyanla offers us that when you trust in God, she says, you learn about flow and cycles, about acceptance and surrender. I'm going to offer you an example that, you know, I'm California born and bred. In fact, I'm a Bay Area girl. So, you know, I'm kind of season phobic. You know, I just, I just, I need it to be just kind of moderate. No, no extremes for me. But I'm clear that that's just my personal preference. I'm not mad at God about the weather. I'm not mad at God about gravity because these are laws, these are principles, and the way they express, all we're looking at is the demonstration of the law. So right now, the world is kicking up in a lot of ways. We are powerfully calling forth a lot of stuff. So we have weather, but we're not, my prayer is, we're not believing that God has some issue with the people wherever the floods are, with the folks wherever the drought is, with the folks where is, with the folks wherever the whatever is, that we understand that there are cycles. We understand a 
flow and we see that the seasons and we see that how life changes in ways. This is not about whether we like it and whether it is convenient to us. When we are trusting the divine, we grow in our acceptance for how things are. We're not arguing about whether gravity is right in this particular situation. You know, if gravity hadn't been so active, I would not have hit the ground so hard. Well, that's just the way the law works. It just is. And so this is, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting us to kind of roll back our personal attack, our, our sense of the divine being personal in that way, just like the law of gravity is not a personal law. The weather is not personal in that way. I'm hoping this makes sense because without trust, you will more often than not find yourself fighting to maintain control over things you cannot control. You're praying to arrive at a time that is earlier than when you left home. And then mad when you get caught for being late. I'm just wanting us to honor and step back from all of the the hullabaloo, the confusion, the chaos, and be willing to get still and be available to this guidance. To step out of our own way is what this is. When you believe understand and accept that God, the divine, the living one, the strong one, is in the flow of your life. And it is. All all I'm saying is, this is how it is. The divine is right there. When you let go and are willing to acknowledge and accept that, you can then step out of the way and allow yourself to be guided. You know, in summer school, we talked a lot about the movement in consciousness, this moving from a consciousness of victimization and then moving to a place of personal empowerment and taking dominion, having locus of control, which is an essential step, but you cannot hang out there like you can control everything. That's what we're talking about. So in these movements in consciousness, this is exactly how we grow in trust. For the divine, it's this It's this letting go. It's the surrendering. It's surrendering the outcome. Why? Because we've already declared that it's all good. We've already declared that there is order in the universe, that all things are working together for good. There's nowhere in there does it say anything about the requirement for you to like it or it being convenient for you. There's a higher calling on your life that is not about convenience and whether we like it. I I had to do some of that work for myself. I really had to work hard so that I could move from a place of whether I like it. And what I began to see in my life is that much like my, the way I declared it ultimately is that I'm not willing to live by my taste buds. That's like, you know, often children, it's about, I don't like the way it tastes. But by the time you get to this level of maturity, that's just silly. That you only eat what you like. 
the way it tastes and that we're doctoring up food so that it can. No, you are eating to fuel your body temple. And if it doesn't taste good, get over it. And likewise in life, that the calling here is knowing what must be and will be perfect for everyone involved, just being willing to know that all th- it's all working together for good, even for the folks we don't see and we don't know. This is why we, we have as an aspiration, as an affirmation, as a declaration, a world that works for all. We have a sense that it's not working for all right now, but we can hold that as a vision. Why? Because we're willing to get out of the way and quit being the ones that are standing between it not working and it working. You see, when it comes to trusting God, Ianla says, the bottom line is this. What have you got to lose? And sometimes it's come up for me just exactly that way. What have I got to lose? And then I get in the game because I realize that I've been hanging on like by my nails, by my fingertips to something I don't even want. That there's a greater good that is available, that is calling, and I can't even get out of my own way. But I know what to do. You know, I'm an affirmation girl. I believe in them. Why? Because it has transformed my life when that was all I could do. That was really all that was on the table was using affirmations. And I began to change my belief system, how I, my perspective, my perception. And I'm so grateful for this life especially as I look back and thank God for the changes that I made in mine. So I say all that to say that by my bedside, I have this affirmation, the one that's on the screen right now. I release all preconceived notions about how this is to happen. This every night and every morning. I see this. Now, let me just, I'm going to tell you all the truth. This is not a mountaintop teaching. This is not me at the mountaintop saying, I got this special affirmation and it has just transformed my life. It's there and I read it daily because I'm working on it. Because I'm working to release. If I had already released all preconceived notions, I don't need the affirmation. I'd be working on another affirmation. But because I recognize that I am carrying things over from one day to the next, one week to the next, one as far as I'm going, but you get the, you get the picture here. So I release all preconceived notions about how this is going to happen, whatever it is, whatever it is I'm praying about, whatever it is I have journaled about, whatever it is I have affirmations about, whatever it is that is on my heart of hearts, and I allow the living one, the strong one, to work in its perfect way. This is that lyric in the song where it says, I get out of my way, and I allow trusting in the divine to take place. Look, let me just, in trust, on page 122, you see, my affirmation, what you see on the screen, is also called spiritual practice. It's, I know, my mama would say, what side my bread is buttered on. And when I'm not engaged in spiritual practice, my life feels different than when I am. And so, Iyanla offers that spiritual practice makes a difference 
in trusting the divine, in getting to that point so that one can really wholly trust. And it takes whatever time it takes. I'm not suggesting that one affirmation in this moment, listening to this message, being engaged now is going to do it. I'm not even suggesting that one read through the book is going to do it. But the studied focus makes a difference. Spiritual practice. Here's what she says. She says, the development and deepening of trust can happen only within you. And like the cultivation of any skill, inner mastery requires practice. Developing and sustaining a spiritual practice that can and will support you in learning to trust takes commitment, energy, and focus. And then she keeps it real. I love that about my sister. She says, and it may sound like too much work, because it probably does. That's what's between so many of us and a spiritual practice is because it's too much work. Here's what she says. She says, yet we all work. She says, when a spiritual practice is considered to be just one more task, chances are we will avoid creating or sustaining it. If that's the case with you, she says, I would encourage you to reflect on what's at stake when you don't make time for your inner life. How's your faith, heart and soul? What are you doing to fan the flame of your faith and your belief? What? Because it's done unto you as you believe. What are you doing about your belief? What are you believing about you? What are you believing about others? What are you believing about life? What are you believing about God? Because it is literally done unto all of us as we believe. She offers that a consistent, focused spiritual practice supports us in developing and strengthening our inner essence, power, and our authentic identity. I offer you that. Oh, why? Even with my affirmation, what I know in my heart of hearts is that God always says yes. That God always says yes. And that our work is to be, breathe, think, be in alignment with the yes of the divine. My beloved sister friend, Talani Kennard, wrote a song about it. God always says yes. Here is her beautiful work. God always says yes.
Sometimes we forget we have all that we need. God knows our purpose and intent in every deed. Living by faith and walking in the light. God always says yes, keeping love in your sight. Every choice reflects what's in our minds. Our success and failures are lessons in life. Gives us all that we need through spirit. Our minds believe, our hearts help us to achieve. God always says yes. the point in time when I would typically 
offering our prayer. But as it turns out, our cast, the ensemble cast from Summer School 2021, has a collective prayer that they are offering heart and soul today. And so now, a collective treatment. For our closing, some of our participants have agreed to lift their voices in a collective treatment. So I ask that you please be with us by becoming centered right where you are now. Please allow your eyelids to close and join us in prayer. There is one life, one universe, and one magnificent expression of love, which I know is the truth of God. I know, accept and embrace the truth that God is love and that this truth about God is manifest through an intention of trust, trusting self, trusting others, trusting life. This is our universal call. Believing that trust is a demonstration of love, I keep my attention on my intention. I know as I trust self, trust others, and trust life, I am trusting God. Realizing this truth, I proclaim and accept that this is my truth, and I affirm that this is the truth for each and every one of us. As I trust, I release all attachment to my limiting idea that life happens to me. Trust allows me to release fear by surrendering into knowing, trusting and setting my intentions so life happens by me, through me, and as me. I give thanks. Together, we rise up, step up, and go forward. Trusting ourselves, trusting others, trusting life, and trusting God. I surrender, and faith delivers me to the love, joy, and peace that is God. I give thanks, I give thanks, I give thanks. I give thanks for knowing, believing, and affirming the love and life of God. It is with absolute acceptance, deep conviction, and gratitude that I release this prayer and this experience is the, known as the trust intensive into divine law. I call the work of this intensive and this prayer good. It is done and done well, and so I seal it. Let us all say, We, we trust, and so